1: welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast week seven dean here that's dean 704 if you want to get all text and call me batting first leading off it's uh grant Neefer coming live to us from uh las vegas what's up grant
2: they should really call it lost wages because i lost a lot of money this weekend
1: oh boy well yeah <laughs> I tried to warn you. I said the Dolphins getting too many points at home against the, that toilet bowl of the game against Washington. I tried to help you out. try tried to save you in that one.
2: Oh, that, no. That, McLaurin's one of the only things that saved me from losing everything. But, yeah, probably my worst weekend in four years. Luckily, yeah, the rest of the season's gone well enough where I'm still up good.
1: Well, yeah, I was talking like you're actually, I was thinking actual like real wages, like, uh, just, you know, going to the betting, uh, window and like actually betting Washington versus Miami, like old school before DFS. That was sort of my thought process. No, no, there, but... no
2: I, I, I crushed, crushed actual sports betting. DFS just got destroyed.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. We were talking about this pre-show and, uh, I was saying how I was excited, but I, I won a hundred bucks. Like normally you like I kind of did the math and I'm like, I thought it wasn't going to work out for me that week. But, uh, uh, and I didn't really love that week, you know, last week going in and, uh, you know, I ended up winning like $100 and I'm like, I was thrilled. I was like, yeah, this is a great week. And now we're going to bring in uh, Mangone who's fully tilted uh, currently because uh, Fortnite is down. (laughs) He's very upset that Fortnite is down. He's got his priorities straight in life. Uh, Thirty-year-old man, give or take, (laughs) I might be rounding up. But uh, Nengon, you want to give us thirty seconds on why you're, you know, how how upset you are about Fortnite not being a thing?
3: Oh yeah, dude, it's so tilting, man. I just uh, after the games didn't have the best NFL Sunday. You know, wasn't my worst, wasn't my best. Uh, You know, got some money back. You know, broke even on one site. You know, another site won a little money, another site lost money, so. Uh, wasn't happy with the day and i was like no i'm just gonna hop on uh, the video games you know find a way to decompress on sunday night just enjoy life uh you know chargers uh chargers Steelers, wasn't getting the job done um i hate the yankees cause i'm a met fan i'm just jealous so i have to watch the stupid yankees in a 2-2 game and like sweat that out that was a pass and what they so, lost Spoiler yeah, yeah why well, to stay up for that I, I passed out during the game at like 10:30. i was um, beyond tilted because again like Fortnite's not up and it's still not up man it's been forever i just wanted to decompress play some video games and just enjoy but it's all good man we got showdown slate tonight uh you don't have to hear me tilting it on the pod and it's the packers that's my favorite team man so uh do, do i fire up the cheese head tonight dean and uh you know bust it out for the first time this season put it on my head and uh you know cheer
2: on Packers my are pod? gonna lose you know that right do
3: you actually oh. have a cheese head like is that something you is that in your repertoire yeah, I see it right now. Actually, it's uh, it's right here. So if I if I want to pull it out, I could wear it on the pod if I want. And and Grant, the Packers are winning that game tonight,
1: man. That's a, That's a W. Nope. nope. So here's the thing. Uh, if you guys picked up <laughs> the old context, because normally we record the podcast like Monday night. Uh, you know, it's the absolute epic early week podcast for a reason. It's the first podcast you to listen to as far as DFS, not the last one. We're recording this one even earlier than we normally do. We're doing it like one Monday, 5 o'clock, basically flagship showtime, uh, 5 o'clock on the East Coast, more or less. Uh, we're doing it before the uh, you know, the Monday night game, as is. Uh, and of course, we focus on the main slates. We don't talk about teams that aren't playing uh, outside of the main slate. Kansas City and Denver, they're playing on Thursday night, so we're not talking about them. Uh, Monday night is New England and the Jets. We're not going to talk about those guys. Uh, Sunday night, uh, Philadelphia and Dallas, they are available on the Yahoo slate. Yahoo, of course, the sponsor. Uh, of this podcast. We also talk about the DK main slate as well. Uh, and some teams that are on by, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Carolina, not talking about those teams either. Um, Grant, well, what's our thought, our thought here as far as a screenshot, as far as uh, our first look? Because for me, you know, 11-game slate, 12-game slate, again, depending on where you're shopping, uh, it seems pretty clear uh, according to the totals where we're looking, at least for me. How about yourself? What's popping for you?
2: I mean, yeah, obviously the Rams, Atlanta, clear game that you really want to stack up real good, uh, 54 implied total, or 54 total here. Houston, Indianapolis looks like a good spot. I think there's it's not cut and dry exactly what you want to use in that. Baltimore, Seattle looks like a good game here. Um, and then why am I not seeing it? I feel like the Giants, yeah, Giants, Arizona, another very clear spot where, I mean, depending on who's playing, like Ingram we kind of we have to wait on the, that news we still have to wait on some news this week to kind of figure out where we're going but like there's very there's a few very clear stacking spots and then there's a few spots where I think low totals but just because of the high spread and uh the pricing of a lot of guys they, there's some spots you can definitely go uh
1: do also want to mention you stick around we'll tell you how to win a t-shirt later on in the comment section it's very 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 easy to win yourself a t-shirt you just kind of enter the comments Uh, We have a winner we'll announce later on in the show, obviously. And you mentioned kind of injuries. And, again, this is Monday night. Do not take this as gold going forward. But as of Monday night, uh, Ingram and Barkley, looked like they both participated in practice. They're probably uh, leaning toward playing this week. And Sterling Shepard, as of right now, is currently a long shot. Uh, Amari Cooper is dealing with a bruised thigh. Doesn't seem to be too serious. We shall see. Of course, he did not finish the game on Sunday. Uh, You know, sad tears for for Grant. And I think your season-long team, Will Disley, He's eighty six. The no. yeah, the Achilles is gonna shoot him. Uh, let's talk about best
2: ball. I drafted him in best ball. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> and then Go just got excited that he heard best ball he, he was burnt <laughs> up. He wants to talk about best ball for sure.
2: Oh I, I listen yeah, Fortnite's not even on his mind anymore.
1: <laughs> I dude. I don't know. I
3: don't even want to talk about best ball. It's not it's not going well. Uh oh. It's not, it's, not, it's not looking so hot in the best ball. But I will say I did do the week five best ball. I'm like, man, I got some really good teams in that. So there you go. Uh, uh, hopefully that offsets it. Hopefully that helps out and uh, works through things.
1: It's best ball season. Yeah, Disney's not playing uh, going forward. He's done for the season, unfortunately. Uh, Luke Wilson, I, I drew like two-thirds of the snaps yesterday for him uh, for Seattle. So it, that's obviously not terribly enthusing. It doesn't get you too excited. But yeah, that giant game, like you mentioned, Grant, the Giants versus Arizona, anybody versus Arizona. We know the old flow chart against Arizona uh, when it comes to tight ends, really any position. Uh, If Ingram comes back, that can definitely, you know, shape the slate Uh, yourself here, Mangione. Of course, we're going to break it down position by position again in a second, uh, starting with the quarterback. So, Mangione, give me the screenshot. Give me the overview. What's uh, sort of jumping out to you when you first take a peek at this slate?
3: yeah so uh this slate overall i think there are some plays where it's just a really easy some plug-and-play spots on some guys uh you know obviously giants cardinals is a game we're going to want to load up on DraftKings definitely priced that game up uh you know perfectly enough but i think there's some really really good spots on this slate overall and some guys they're just mispriced that uh, i'm just going to take those guys and uh you know hope it works out and uh, i I think there's going to be a lot of straight a lot of straightforward plays though on this slate based on prices
1: yeah, uh, of course, we live in the world of a salary cap, man. Going uh, and quarterback right at the top. All the quarterbacks look really, really good to be well-positioned. Great matchup there with LJACs taking on, you know, Russell Wilson, both pretty expensive, obviously, depending on where you're shopping. Watson looks great as well in the Dome. Love him in the Dome. Uh, Murray against the Giants uh, is certainly interesting. Every single week, yeah, I would talk about how Murray's just too cheap over there. I think it was like $26, $27 last week. Now he's up to 30 but still, that's very reasonable. Uh, I don't mind Jones either, uh, Yahoo specific as well. I think he's like 26 bucks over there, probably more of a tournament play. Uh, of course, on DK, the, the, the guys that ran off are basically all at the top. Grant's boy, Josh Allen, he's kind of expensive versus Miami, kind of pricey. Again, depending on where you're shopping. How's that you're expensive?
2: Looking... It's against well, Miami.
1: Well, how, what does he have to do against Miami?
2: They're 17-point um, favorites. Allen.
1: Well, when you beat Josh Allen, like that means, like, just go in the YOLO mode and just throw it up and hopefully, like, you catch a 50-yard pass. But when you're up 23-3 to three and, you know, with three minutes to go in the third quarter, there's no need to do that.
2: When your wide receivers are wide open, it's kind of easy.
1: <laughs> Why would you even call the play, though?
2: Well, know. he can also run over 120 yards this game.
1: Yeah, he can't. I, I like him, but, like, I, he kind of fall. Okay, well, well I'll, but I'll ask you. I was going to ask Van Gogh, but it sounds like you have some thoughts. Alan, do you think he's worthy of being the same price as, you know, Jackson and Murray and Wilson and Watson and all those guys, more or less?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, we know exactly what he, he can do. Yes, the game script doesn't really favor him too much. But, but in low-scoring games, he can still put up big points. He's been able to do it a lot. Um, you just look at his game log and look at games where he's only put up, what, 17 to 20 points and he can still put up – or, I mean, 17 to 20 real-life points, he can still put up 20 real-life or fantasy points pretty easily. I mean, Tennessee put up 18 points. Like, he can still get a rushing touchdown, 50 yards and a rushing touchdown. Like, he gets that plus one to two passing touchdowns. we got to assume that they're not going to take their foot off the throttle until they get up to at least 21 points. In games where he's only scored two touchdowns, he's still been able to put up 20 points very easily. So his floor is probably around 20. His ceiling is 35, um, just in case they actually do continue to pass the ball or have him run just because, like, this Miami defense is terrible. And, yeah, their run defense is bad, but Buffalo really doesn't have too much of a running game.
1: By the way, I'm not sure if you heard me there. I said Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills are favored by 17 points. And, like, uh, I don't know, you guys are sharp side guys. Like, when was the last time the Buffalo Bills went fair by 17 points? I think Jim Kelly was the quarterback,
2: honestly. Yeah, I think it It, was 1993.
1: Oh, do you actually have a stat in this, or you're kind of pulling it out of the butt?
2: um pulling out of the butt completely
1: yeah but I wouldn't argue with that right Mangum like it's been uh, probably before Mangum was born potentially that that yeah. that 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 Grant stat sounds like a chop fact but <laughs> a, uh... yeah. <laughs> you, are you aware of Jim
3: Kelly's oh, existence I, at, was, out of
1: curiosity
2: uh, Mangum it was back you? in 1992 they were 16 and a half point favorites all
3: right right, I'm, I'm aware of Jim Kelly's existence he is a four-time uh, runner-up of the Super Bowl
2: <laughs> There you go.
1: Four time in a row, too. Like, you know, just uh, not, not so
3: good.
2: Back now. to back to back to back. Yeah.
1: Back in the day, speaking of back, I was a Houston Oilers fan. And if, I don't know if you guys remember the infamous or even are aware of the infamous Houston Oilers-Buffalo-Bills playoff game. But that was, that was one of, like, my, my saddest five days of my childhood when the Houston Oilers lost against the Bills despite winning, like, 35-3 to at the half or something like that. It was very depressing. I'm just getting a flashback. But, you know, well, there you go. I'm going to move on. You know, Mangone, this is daily fantasy sports. We don't care about yesterday, tomorrow, or like 25 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) All we care about is this week. So, Jim Kelly, not not in this late. Now there is Warren Moon or uh, Alonzo Highsmith. Uh, Mangone, talking about these quarterbacks. Like, you don't have Josh Allen first amongst this group. Of course, he's interesting for tournaments, but he's not like your cash game guy.
3: No, no. I mean, I I like these guys at the top, like uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, all these guys. I mean, there's even, you know, arguments for like Matt Ryan and Jared Goff, even though they're pretty awful. Uh, They just pass the ball so much. Like Jared Goff is terrible. Matt Ryan, he he still somehow gets it done every week, but that team is so... So, so bad. But, uh, yeah, no, I definitely uh, like all the top-end guys more. That's kind of where I'm going. There's actually a pretty uh, interesting stat I want to pull up. Scott Barrett had it, and uh, I want to read it here. It's funny. Uh, Passer rating from a clean pocket. uh, Number one in the league, Russell Wilson. Number two, Dak Prescott. Number three, Pat Mahomes. Last, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Passer rating when pressured in the pocket. Russell Wilson, number one. Derek Carr, number two. Deshaun Watson, number three. And Baker Mayfield uh dead last so i thought that's pretty funny just showing how good russell wilson has been and if you look at that game too like uh if i told you at the start of the season uh if i said hey uh seattle and baltimore are facing off and this game is in seattle uh the total's 50.5 uh yeah. you're pounding you're, you're the under right dean that's just crazy that this is that high of a total like it just shows that vegas is high on both of these offenses and like wilson and jackson are phenomenal cash game plays
1: well, these are also two, like, fraudulent defense. Okay, so they have name-brand defenses, like Seattle and Baltimore over the last, like, 15, 20 years. Name-brand have been good defensively, but, like, obviously they're not the same teams. Ray Lewis is not coming out of that locker room. At least not. he's not going to be suited up. Uh, so, you know, neither is Richard Sherman. So, like, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's just facades as far as far as these names, as far as these defenses. I prefer the offense as much more than the defenses as well. By the way, uh, Grant, you're a Seattle fan. Wilson, he's, he's the MVP right, right now, right? It's not in the conversation?
2: I mean, I, I think he's pretty much got to be after Mahomes' play in the last two weeks and the fact that they've lost two in a row. Wilson keeping the Seahawks at 5-1, and one, I believe, right now. Yeah, he's the MVP, and he might be the best play this week. Um, like yeah. Baltimore, yes, they, like, they don't really have a good defense on running or passing. And, yes, the Seahawks may try and run the ball at a high rate, but it's – Wilson's still been able to get it done pretty easily. Yes, this is going to be big bit of a hit here, but Wilson can still get 25 points. I mean, you look at the season and the see Russell Wilson has only passed for over 300 yards once, and he's still averaging 27 points, I believe a game. Yeah. 27 points a game. So yeah, he's, I I think he might be the top play just considering he's one of the cheapest out of these guys, Kyler Murray, don't mind him going up against New York just for the high volume of plays he's going to get. Um, The problem is this week, there's really not a lot of cheap guys at the QB's position. I mean, Daniel Jones, 6100s, the lowest price guy that we really are excited about playing. Um, The only two guys that I really have interest in under 6K, which is something that I almost never thought I'd say, is is Gardner Minshew and Ryan Tannehill, if he's he's starting. Do we know? Yeah, uh, so know I saw a tweet that they're week? gonna
1: they're gonna announce uh Monday night, Mariota versus Tannehill. They're they're still in deliberations, they're still breaking down the film. <laughs> but like I just don't care, man. I don't care who it is. I'm not yeah, I, I, I don't want
3: i see like the who cares gift popping up here like (laughs) don't even worry somewhere
1: smoking he does not care at all who's playing quarterback for tennessee this week
3: yeah uh definitely no doubt uh the the, you know mariota and uh mariota and ryan taino they're not tens that i see here Uh, they are awful Uh, i will pass terrible quarterbacks No, thanks. Uh, I just don't think it's a week to go down for cheap at quarterback, really. Um, There's just not a lot to like. Uh, I started kind of getting intrigued when I saw, like, Rivers at 5.5K. I was like, okay, like, that's interesting. He could be a safe cash game option, I guess. Even uh, you could say Jacoby Brissett. He could be a really intriguing option there, too, uh, against the Texans. Uh, So I don't mind that, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Garminchu, but I'm expecting, obviously, more of a positive game script. Uh, where you see the Jaguars maybe running the ball a little bit more and just destroying the uh, the Bengals on the ground. So, yeah, I'm kind of just in the camp of, I think it's a spend-up at quarterback week.
1: Yeah, and but as far as, I know Ryan was mentioned there in passing, and he basically had, I, I just, I don't want to say I, I, it's a prerequisite, like I demand it, but I, I really, really want a quarterback with legs. I love the outs as far as the legs. You know, Watson gives it to you, Jackson gives it to Murray. Wilson, Allen, all those guys. Wilson running a lot more this year than last year, if I remember correctly. I feel like he wasn't running that much last year. Uh, Ryan has to get there, but he's every single week he's put up 380 yards. So if you're playing DK, he's get, you get the historical three points. Uh, and now he's getting there with like throwing touchdowns as well too, just because that defense is bad and they fall behind and who cares how he gets there, but he keeps getting there. And um, he's going to be home in the Dome once again because Atlanta, I think, uh, contractually obligated to play every single one of their games in the Dome this year. I saw something like that, more or less, 13, give or take. Um... He just does on the legs. So, like, that's why he falls back for me. And he can have, like, the nut game, which he had last week, where he was, you know, 400 yards, 300 yards, whatever it was, and, like, four touchdowns. But I don't know, Grant. Like, I, basically, I don't want to say I have to have it, but almost always that's what I'm looking for, especially for upside.
2: Yeah. And we have that with Minshew. Uh, he's been running a few games this season, and Cincinnati's looking like one of the worst rush defense against rushing quarterbacks since the Niners three years ago. I mean, we just had Lamar Jackson put up 150 yards against him a week before. Kyler Murray, who hasn't used his legs too much, just put up 90 against him. Minshew, a guy that can get 50, 60 rushing yards in any given game here. That's why I really like him going up against Cincinnati. The game script may not favor him a ton, but Jacksonville is only a three-point favorite right now. Uh, it's been played over in Cincinnati. Cincinnati has been better than people believe. Um, Minshew can absolutely put up a 30-point game here.
1: I'm not really convinced he's a running quarterback per se. He's probably like somewhere in the middle, like a tweener. Uh, but I say I need the, the prerequisite as far as the legs. Is a mustache, is that a prerequisite for you, or are you just making a, an exception here for, for uh,
2: Minshew? No, he's just got legs, and it's a three-point game. He's put up big games, and Cincinnati's defense is terrible. What do you think his 40 time is?
1: I don't think he's good. Like, that's another part of it. His 40 time is, uh, I don't know, 4 5
2: Is 9 that- four nine seven? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That seems terrible. Isn't wait, does, didn't Will Disley have a faster forty time than that?
2: Yeah, okay. Will Disley was on pace to be a pro bowler dean.
1: Among in have got a dad runner league. Um, but yeah. Uh Mangone, you're you're the forty guy AX, but the four nine seems too high, isn't it?
3: Uh I mean Minchu definitely has some legs, so that doesn't shock me if he's at four nine.
1: All right. Somewhere in the middle, basically. He's, yeah. he's not like in the same
3: I don't think he's like super fast, but he's fast. He's in the he's I think he's in a faster tier for quarterbacks.
2: So, so I... Like, like, the main thing is, like, with running quarterbacks, it's not nearly as um, important to have a fast 40 time. I mean, running backs, when they're on the line, they have to get going real quickly. Like, from a standstill, quarterbacks, it's a little bit different. They're already moving a little bit. But it's not as much about acceleration. It's more about top speed. That's why Josh Allen's only a four seven five forty guy, and he is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league.
1: Wow. Did you know that at the Dome, or you kind of, like, did
2: a little uh, a Google search? I didn't know Minshew. I knew the rest.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. He says, I was unaware of the 40 time for Josh Allen. But well played. I mean,
2: Blaine Gabbert ran the same 40 as Cam Newton in the draft. And obviously, Blaine Gabbert wasn't a huge runner. Andrew Blaine Luck, Gabbard. not terribly fast. Yeah, Andrew Luck, not terribly fast, but still a running quarterback. Again, it's not about 40 speed that people just get way too excited about that when it comes to quarterback. And yes, there are exceptions like Jackson or Michael Vick, but. It's not an absolute necessity for a quarterback to be a scrambling quarterback. Like Russell Wilson, I think, is a 4'6'5'40, and he is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. Minshew's going to tear apart this defense.
1: Hey, uh, random question here for you, Grant. Over, or under a half a game, half a game. Uh, Cam Newton, how many more games are you going to play the rest of the season?
2: I mean, I'm going to go with half, under a well, half.
1: Well, you got to pick over or under a half a game.
2: I'm going to pick under a half. I think he pays. 26 minutes <laughs> or it's 23 minutes i've got games are all no wait no this is football it's 26 minutes all right that's still under 30.
1: uh final thoughts on quarterback man or you want to jump the running back
3: yeah no final thoughts there for me on quarterback uh, i'm good to go
1: all right feel free to open up the running backs
3: all right running back so at the top i mean It's expensive, right? I I totally get it. But uh, I think we're jamming in Barkley against the Cardinals here. Uh, Everyone's going to, you know, people might be, oh, I'm worried about the injury and stuff. But, like, this guy, uh, you know, generational healer, generational running back, generational everything. Uh, This guy's a beast. Uh, Love Barkley at 8-9. I think I'm going to spend on him. Uh, Also, Dalvin Cook, the top 8K, is really intriguing, though. Like, if you want to take the discount from Barkley to Cook, it's perfectly fine to do that. Uh, that game's in a dome as well, so that's great. So I think both those top options are really, really good. Um, David Johnson at 7-8, it's fine, but I, I don't know if I want him on draft because of the price. I think I'd prefer the other guys. I think David Johnson is a pretty good option, though, too. Uh, but I really like Leonard Fournette at 7K. That's the guy I'm really keying in on here against the Bengals. Uh, I get it. Minshew's a really good play, but Fournette at 7K, I think he's going to absolutely crush. has been a volume monster. So uh, really leaning on him as being one of my core pieces, it looks like, this week. Uh, Dean, I know you like Chris Carson a little bit. I didn't love that one. I guess you could break that down when we get there. I don't know. I'm torn on like the whole penny thing and pro sizes tilting. Uh, Maybe it's just some bias there with that. I mean, maybe not having Carson last week on uh, DraftKings being frustrating, but um, I think my favorite running backs, I guess if you go from 7k and above, I'd rank them Barkley one, uh, maybe Fournette two, if you're going point per dollar, then Cook and then uh, David Johnson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not really scared about Penny so much if he plays or he doesn't play. It seems like it, it, it's not Penny's boat. It's not Penny's backfield. It doesn't really matter. Carson's going to get his 25 touches or so in that game against Baltimore. Um, you know, he doesn't catch the ball a ton, but he catches the ball enough. If he's going to get 25 touches against Baltimore, it's a pretty reasonable price as well, too. Uh, you mentioned David Johnson, and, you know, specific to Yahoo, we talked about this pre-shoot man going, uh, David Johnson, 23 bucks on Yahoo. What are we talking about? That's a lock and load if I ever seen one uh that, that, that I think it's running back 11 if you got to do it that way like 11th most expensive running back against the Giants uh and also specifically Yahoo like Barkley's $35 and Cook is $40 assuming Barkley's a go assuming he's not going to get kind of eased in or whatever uh generational matchup too right Grant like this matchup here against Arizona uh you know we gotta love Barkley of course in the world of a salary cap I like Fournette as well too against Cincinnati he should get plenty of touches as well uh jump in here Grant your thoughts as far as the top tier as far as the, uh, the old running backs
2: I mean, I'm not as high on Barkley as you guys are. I mean, yes, he's an incredible running back. Probably the best running back in the league. Yes, it's a good matchup. But it's going to be high volume. He is coming back from injury, though. A lot of what he gets done is in the receiving game. That's where he gets a lot of his points. And Arizona's been fairly good at limiting running back targets and running back receptions so far this season. Plus, we don't know exactly how much Jones is going to be dumping the ball off to Barkley. We only have, what, one half, three quarters of – film on him and Barkley together so we don't exactly know how it's going to go and Barkley yes he's been getting just been incredibly efficient throughout his entire career with his workload but like he's not getting 20 some odd touches a game most of the time I mean two games he played this season he had 21 and 15 total touches yes he broke off some big runs, but paying 8.9 K for a guy that people are going to obviously gravitate to because of the perceived workload and everything in the matchup. I'd rather pay down a little bit. I mean, Alvin Kamara, Van am didn't even mention him. Yes. He's going up against Chicago. Chicago is an incredible defense, but uh, they limit a lot of targets and a lot of work to opposing wide receivers. And they've actually like running backs get dumped off to a whole lot going up against the, Uh, Bears Granted, a little bit of that was Chris Thompson going up against them when they were up huge and I think that Kamara could be in for a massive workload people still don't want to play him Drew Brees might be back they're probably going to be running the ball heavily and they're probably going to use Kamara quite a bit in the passing game here I think this could be another potential double two target game for Kamara there and he's going to go largely unowned man was absolutely right about Fournette. Fournette going up against Cincinnati They've been historically bad versus running quarterback. They've been terrible versus opposing running backs, and they've given up tons of targets to opposing running backs. And Fournette has the entire workload there and is very involved in the receiving game. He's one of the biggest target shares of any running back in the entire league. Uh, like those guys up at the top, when we get further down, it's all a little bit tough. Yes, Carson going up against Baltimore. Seattle's a run-heavy offense. He is a little bit involved in the passing game, and there's super high total there. Where they are favored, I do like him. Derrick Henry, this Chargers defense has not been good. They have not been good versus running backs. I know Derek Henry doesn't really re- get a whole lot of receptions, but his price tag in there in the mid-range, I really like him here. I'm probably going to use quite a bit of him. Uh, Singletary, if he's playing, I mean, it's going up against Miami with a hugely positive game script. Yes, coming off a hamstring injury. That is worrisome, but if he's going to get the majority, the bulk of the carries here, I think he can potentially do something. Plus, he's a guy that can get it done in the receiving game a little bit. Had six targets in the first game versus the Jets. And then maybe my favorite play on the board is Mixon. Um, thing as of right now, the Jag- Jags are the worst team in the league versus opposing running backs. Mixon's 5K. I know he hasn't been good. And they were using Geo a little bit later on in the game to play catch up. But the three-point spread, I could see them doing the same thing they did against Arizona, which was they started pounding the ball early and often. Like that entire first drive, Mixon was the only guy that was used. And he can still get it done the receiving game. He can still do a whole lot, and he's still a very talented running back. Not going to get a ton of ownership, I don't think. I love Joe Mixon here.
1: And let me ask you this, because Mangone and me were talking pre-show again. Uh, I mentioned Mixon at 5K and DK specifically, and Mangone was talking about Johnson at 5-1. Uh, you got to pick one of those, Mangone. Who do you prefer?
3: Yeah, I'm going to take on Johnson over uh, Mixon. And the reason why is, like, I explained this to you pre-show. Like, you're also buying – when you're buying the running back, you're buying the offensive too. And Like, uh, you know, good luck buying that Bengals offensive line. That thing is just absolute trash. Like, uh, I'm going to pass uh, – when you play Baker Mayfield, Dean, you're buying the Browns offensive line. So, uh, good luck
1: buying Baker Mayfield and the Browns offensive line. It's not a good time. Well, I'm told even when you give them a clean pocket on the rare occasion – you don't necessarily want Baker Mayfield. At least somebody quoted that earlier in this uh, podcast <laughs> in a small sample.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, offensive lines are very big for me. And uh, I, I'm going to pass on Joe Mixon. I will say like, if you're playing tournaments, like the price is getting enticing. I get it. The upside is there, but uh, eh, I don't know. Uh, I, hard pass on me on uh, Joe Mixon. I think here.
1: Singletary is interesting. I just wonder how they kind of baby him, kind of ease him way back in, come back from injury, uh, young rookie, obviously, who knows what they have to do against Miami. Gore uh, against Miami, maybe they give him some extra run. Who knows? And eventually, you think they want to turn the reins over to Singletary. But I think that's an interesting name out there. Five four on DK. I'm curious how much he is on Yahoo. Twenty one, which is kind of sort of somewhat reasonable. By the way, Yahoo specific on the night game. uh, Zeke is twenty eight bucks. That seems too cheap, right, Mangum? Yeah, twenty eight bucks is cheap. But again, Dean, like
3: we're yeah it's philly and we're investing in offensive lines like two of their tackles were doubtful last week like that's why i didn't want to play zeke that much and i wasn't really that high on zeke like as the week went on i was like yeah like i need to not like like zeke as much because this is just not as good of a spot with the offensive line banged up so again like tell me what's going to happen with that offensive line then i'll tell you if i want to invest and the other thing is the matchup like i'm definitely scared of that matchup and whenever it's the eagles it's a really easy cross-off spot for me
1: yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, see how Dallas actually moves the ball, especially if Cooper can't go. And, you know, you got to pass the ball against Philadelphia. And, you know, obviously this is a, just a Sunday night game for Yahoo, and I assume fantasy draft as well. But uh, how much is Gallup? Gallup's 26. Gallup can be really interesting uh, on the Yahoo slate. Uh, jumping here, Grant, did you have a thought as far as Mixon versus Johnson? I'm not sure if you skipped over them for a reason, just kind of mixed them. You know, you can't talk about everything, I just, obviously.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to mention everyone. I just prefer Mixon. I think it's a better matchup. I think that they're going to he's going to be more involved. I think he's going to be lower owned because there's not a whole lot of guys you want to use in this range. Um, so I prefer mixing to carry on. One guy I wanted to mention near stone cold minimum price. Um, it's a ballsy play and it could turn out terribly. But Mark Walton, um, 3200 seems to be getting involved more in the passing games. They realize that Belage is absolutely terrible. Um, Walton could potentially be a guy that could get you 15 points if he gets a touchdown maybe 20 if he gets a touchdown and is heavily involved in the receiving game. I don't hate that play at all.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to pull up Miami stats last week from running backs. And of course, unfortunately I cannot get them for some reason. Oh man, I want to see the snap count.
2: Drake had nine uh, targets. Walton had six targets. Belage, of course had zero targets because he's just absolutely terrible. Drake was a little bit more involved in the running game. Blige obviously snaked a touchdown from Drake on the one yard line. It was Like, they weren't running late in the game, so there was only, I think, 18 rushing attempts. But uh, Drake had about 60% of the rushing attempts. Blage had 20 and, or 15, and Walton had the rest.
1: Hey, what do you think of that, that call there, going for two, going for the win, going for two? Miami, of course, does not want to win, the worst kept secret in the world. And did you think that call was sabotage, Grant? Do you think they were trying not to execute the call positive play?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was one of the smartest moves a, a coach can make.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's assuming the coach will be there next year. But, yeah, like, I, I assume he, he feels like he's going to be there next year or ever that play. but And, of course, we've had this conversation before, man, going about, like, the players just want to put on good tape because, like, you know, they don't know if they're going to be sticking around too much longer, so they're not really tanking. But the coach has put in a position necessarily where they're not optimal as far as winning. Uh, that, anything that- else? That, no ar-
3: that argument tilts me so much, though, that, like, people say, like, they're, they're losing on purpose. Like, you think that coach, like, I believe it's his first time coach, do you think he wants to, like, walk into his next job as a head coach and go, you know, I coached the 0-16 Dolphins and, like, hand his <laughs> resume over? Like, what is that going to sell? Like, um, and listen, if they wanted to run the worst play that they could, they would have ran a, a, back, a backside fade, right? They would have just ran a fade on the outside.
2: <laughs> like, so they didn't
1: run the worst possible play. So that's crap, too.
3: They so. would
2: have run a flea flicker, I believe.
1: Yeah. No, remember what the Colts, remember, the, remember the Colts famous fake punt? <laughs> remember that play? They and, ran that play. And the thing is Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, okay, listen, the,
3: the guy doesn't need to put more tape on his resume. Like <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick wouldn't have tried to score. So like these arguments are all and crap. I'm sorry. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So um, yeah, I, I'm not in on that narrative. I think that narrative is awful, but um, yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I'm good. We can move on after my rant. We're, we're talking about cheap running guys. I don't know if there's anything else we missed.
1: Is there any cheap running backs you like here, man? The, the problem that I'm seeing in this slate on first look, and, again, we talked about it's Monday, so who knows what's going to happen going forward. But one of my initial thoughts here, Mangone, is, like, I don't see a lot of, like, value plays that are jumping out. Maybe I've missed them, you know, haven't broken everything yet, down just yet, obviously, first look. Uh, do you see value plays yet? I haven't really seen any. Yeah, I mean, if
3: the Dolphins were trying to win, Dean, you could play Kenyon Drake at 4.1, but you can't play him. Because can't, they're not Yeah, he's not going to play. No, they're not trying to win, you know, that's why. Um. I'm just, I'm just tilting about the last. Well, time. he's not going to play enough is the problem. At least I don't think so. No, I mean, he's still fine. Like if you can, I mean, he got a good enough of volume. Like if I told you for 4.1K, a running back's getting not, would get nine targets and get 10 attempts last week. Would you be in on it? Well,
1: you realize this, Van Gogh, when you roster a running back, you're also investing in their, their offensive line. <laughs> oh yeah, no,
3: it's true. It's it's totally fair.
1: But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, But
3: I mean I guess is the Adrian Peters thing going to Peterson thing going to happen again uh again we we played him last week or not we but like anyone who played him they played him because they were playing the dolphins but apparently this uh offensive coordinator or new head coach wants to just run him the ground so um I don't know I guess he's becoming in play but not for me probably for some other people Grant are you playing AP?
2: Uh the San Francisco defense has been too good I'll have a little bit of him but probably not much
3: yeah i think there's too much opportunity cost running back i don't think this is a week we're going cheap uh um grant mark walton if he's gonna start uh 3.2k does that about your whistle
2: Wait, were you not listening oh, to me uh, we, that, Gosh, yeah. were you reading fortnite blogs
1: yeah <laughs> did fortnite all of a sudden like go live and we lost van Gogh like no months ago? no fortnite's not live and I, I was actually i was trying to
3: figure out why my showdown entry only had one entry there. I was like, "Did I not ever click submit on my head-to-heads?" And I never did. So I was going through and doing that. So my my, my bad. I'm just making sure I get my action out there.
1: Grant, uh, can we consider like this is an annoying timeshare too? Like San Francisco, Coleman and Brita and Mozart's. Uh, like, what do we do with these guys?
2: The I mean, matchups it's like it's not like they're that cheap. Um, like you can take a decent matchup with three guys in a timeshare. Or you can take Singletary, or, or you can take Mixon or carry on Johnson, getting the entirety of the workload almost. So I, I, I just don't see any real reason to use any of them.
1: It's just annoying. Yeah, like the price isn't down enough, and the volume isn't really guaranteed. And, you know, Coleman probably gets like 15 touches or so. Like Breda, maybe get 15 touches, I guess. But uh, I don't know if they're cheap enough to take the shot there. Of course, they can both get there. Uh, you know, one breakout play, and you're good to go. All right, let, let's jump to receivers, boys. Uh, by the way, this is a good time to talk about it, Grant. You know, you're, uh, you got little tweets or consequences. Somebody's off the schneid. I, uh, you know, not only did I win a hundred American dollars last week, but yeah, that's even better. I, I was not the loser on the podcast.
2: Grant, yeah, well, I wouldn't have been the loser if it wasn't for you.
1: Yeah,
3: I would. I would have lost, but somebody has still only lost once, and he lost because of crappy defenses. So we are still looking good, baby. I'm excited. No,
2: you all didn't lose this. Time because Dean said I said we're going straight up and Dean's like no I want to do it I want to do it legit because Dean's I didn't want any dumb. pity man you
1: were showing me pity because I
2: lost like it twice wasn't pity it was a play on my side trying to get the better value oh. which was the right play and I had it and then you fudged. Fudge me real bad. Yeah,
1: Man- <laughs> Man- Mangome busted out his calculator. Like, like point zero 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 two percent he beat you by, right? as, as far as fancy points or something like that.
3: Now, listen, if we're counting at home, it sounds like uh, Travis is a better uh, salesman than Grant. Uh, that's basically <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm well, scared. you are a former no. salesman, right, I-
2: Travis? Yes, I. I, used I had to sell. a soul. Dean's just a dummy. <laughs> no, well, I'm, you, I'm stubborn I just said you know
1: what I'm not taking your pity because I thought you are giving me pity and I didn't want pity you didn't sell to your customer
3: right Grant that's on you man
1: like your audience man it's very Grant, important you, you should have you should have jumped right in and
3: said no man we have an advantage here keep the advantage Dean loves a good discount Dean would have taken he, if you would have sold that I would have lost you had to come back in and sell and you didn't you let me
1: say or, the final word you, Grant how about this build better lineups <laughs> that's on you my friend don't blame me.
2: I mean, says the guy had lost three weeks in a row.
1: Hey, you're only as good as your last week, right? You're only good as your last at bat. And my last at bat was better than yours.
2: I'm fairly certain in DFS we're only good as our bankroll. <laughs> and if oh, you have boy. a few bad weeks, that definitely goes.
1: Heads bad. up for rolls, Grant. You want to do it?
2: No, no, Probably not. Not it's
1: really. Funny. I'm not. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't
2: want to, want to steal my friend's money. <laughs>
1: that was a really nice thing and a really mean thing all in one sentence uh grant open up receivers
2: um uh, receivers up at the top like thomas isn't in a good matchup hopkins isn't in a good matchup adams probably won't play might not play like julio jones against the rams i think is the top overall raw points option but he's 8k i don't know if i want to go there cooper cups an interesting one just did absolutely terrible last weekend but He's going up against Atlanta this week. He's 7-4. That's a little tough price tag to swallow, but he is still leading the league in targets so far with 69. He's getting double-digit every single week outside of last week, which that was just the ugliest game I've ever seen the Rams play and probably ever will see the Rams play. Yeah. So Cup's probably in for a large-volume uh, game here. Outside of that at the top, I really don't want too much. The rest of the guys are cheaper. I mean, Larry going up against uh, the Giants. I really like him. McLaurin as a tournament play going up against San Francisco. San Francisco has been fantastic for the past, But McLaurin is clearly an all-star here. And if Case Keenum is in the lineup, that definitely gives a big bump to McLaurin there. Uh, DJ Char going up against Cincinnati. Hilton going up against Houston. Woods, if, if Hilton plays. Woods going up against Atlanta. Like, this 5.9 to 6K range is just absolutely stacked. And I, I think that's more it's more looks like a more of a um mid tier build so far this week.
1: Yeah, Mango and I feel the same way because you know, last week we had the funds. We you know, things are opening up. We all we can spend up on big receivers. It worked out to some degree and not so much to other degrees, depending on who you're rostered. Uh, I think this is where we're saving money, right? As far as the mid tier we'll talk about in a second. And then maybe you'll find a cheapie or two that kinda of makes sense as well. But um i know you mentioned hilton pre-show at 5.9k and dk specifically you thought was be cheap who's uh, who else is dumping out for you
3: yeah i mean at the top like julio hopkins cup they, they strike me as like my three favorite plays above 7k if you're forced to pick um think those guys are fine but they're not priority spends this week uh, by any means uh you know detroit doesn't have that great of a secondary there like adam thielen at 6.9 is still certainly in play Tyler Lockett could easily eat here against Baltimore again with that high total. So like Lockett, uh, a mid-tier receiver that I definitely like a little bit here. Uh, I agree with you. I'm definitely on the Ty Hilton train. That's the guy I'm definitely uh, really excited about. Uh, I don't have the splits right now, but I know that like exists somewhere. Maybe I can do a quick Twitter search oh, and. Right. No, not the home road. It's like the Texans splits. Like he absolutely just murders them every single time. I I, I can, I know how to find them, so I'll do that. Uh, when I throw it over to someone else, or maybe while we're at tight end and someone's talking, I'll I'll find it. But it's really interesting how much he's absolutely dominated against the Texans. Uh, Definitely think that you know going against Cincinnati, DJ Chark. DJ Shark is certainly in play. Uh, now, do you right? like DJ Shark, or do you just like, you do so you want to like? you so
1: much. Do you just want to hit the drop, or do you actually like
2: him?
3: Uh, I just want to listen.
1: <laughs>
2: I kind of want to.
3: Yeah, I kind of want to just hit the drop, but um, Shark <laughs> has upside, right? It's the Bengals, so uh, it's certainly fine. You can certainly do that, but yeah, I mainly did it for the drop. I will admit, he's um, also been like playing above his
1: head. You can say that. Like, he's some negative regressions coming his way. As far as the touchdowns, what, five touchdowns? a five great- touchdowns? Yeah, what's what's his name again, Dean? Baby don't Baby. Don't, baby. don't dare do it, man. <laughs> But he's nickname, his nickname is a sound effect. I understand you're playing the role of a DJ, I get what you're doing, but like that's not his nickname, it's just a sound effect, right?
3: I'm just enjoying myself, man. Let me, how would
1: I call him? Like, how would
3: I announce that? <laughs> well, it's like DJ Shark, and then bam, 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 you know, you're you that's not ball. a
1: nickname, that's just like a backtrack <laughs> or a drop. Oh, all right, well, whatever. Um, and Boyd is 5.6k, which is really interesting. I know he wasn't great last week, but. You know, everything else has been solid. Keep an eye on see what's going down as far as they agree to become back this week, and there's some speculation he may play at some point. Um, You know, Grant, your boy John Brown is 5.5 versus the Dolphins. Like, you talk about getting loose in the secondary. Uh, You know, he hasn't exactly done it since week one, more or less, but there's certainly some upside. like that for tournaments. Metcalf is a little bit too cheap in that game against Baltimore, which is chewed out. Uh, Probably not a cash game reliable guy per se at least not when it, from a safety perspective, but definitely plenty of upside. We're working our way down here, Grant. What's something out for you?
2: Yeah, you mentioned John Brown, how he hasn't done since week one. He's still averaging 12 points a game since week one. Uh, he just hasn't gotten that touchdown. Yeah. He hasn't had that big bomb. Like, he hasn't had a 40-yard reception for a touchdown. That happens. Like, he's giving you a 12-point floor or close to double-digit floor right now, and he's still. Still has massive upside if he just breaks off one long bomb. Which, I mean, I mentioned I mentioned it all last week. Miami is so much worse than every <laughs> other team in the league versus the past. It's ridiculous. So yeah, really like John uh, John Brown there. Uh, Golden Tate going up against Arizona, especially if Shepard's out, he's gonna get the line share of the uh, workload and the receiving game there. Really like him. Uh, Boyd, you mentioned good. Kirk, if he plays, going up against the Giants is good. Uh, DK Metcalf going up against Baltimore in that massive total there. Only 4800 100 price tax seems too low. Uh, Darius Slayton, 4100 going up against Arizona if Shepard is out. Got eight targets last week. One guy I'm really looking at here um, that just seems like he's too priced down considering his upside is Mike Williams. Um, Keenan Allen hasn't been getting a ton of targets and Mike Williams has been stepping up the last two weeks. He hasn't put out great fantasy outputs, but he almost had a beautiful catch in the end zone last week. He's going up against a Tennessee team that's really not easy matchup, but he's 4,600 with 10 and 13 targets the last two weeks, and he's a huge red zone threat. Um, So he's a guy that I really, really like at 4,600. And then uh, every single week I have to mention Preston Williams just because. That's what I do now.
1: Uh how much does Hunter Hunter Henry muck up the Williams? I understand he put you put last night Williams still got, what how many targets did Williams have last night, you said? Ten. Mike Williams? Yeah. Um and like yeah. Keenan Allen has been really taking a hit of late for what it's worth, you know, and that he was a stud obviously the first what four four weeks of the season. He's certainly fallen back as far as the Chargers. Um then going, do you have any cheap, oh did you find the other uh, road splits, the home road splits there as far not the home road, the Houston splits for uh TY.
3: Yeah, uh so this is courtesy of Ian Harditz. Uh he he always posts some really good stuff and I actually I retweeted it too, so there you go. Uh um, oh, yeah.
1: you're actually giving credit to instead of just stealing the stats upright, which is what you normally do, but fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, Dean, that's
3: not true. I gave him <laughs> give him all the credit. And
1: I, I love Ian. Ian Harditz <laughs> is actually a great follow, uh one of my favorite
3: NFL follows. So uh yeah, here are the numbers for him. Uh four for 115. Then here's a dud, three for 14, but five for 175, and then two touchdowns, nine for 115, and a touchdown, three for for 49, three for 29, then five for 88, four for 50, nine for 223, and one touchdown, eight for 78, seven for 121, and three touchdowns, four for 111, and a touchdown, and three for 78, and a touchdown.
2: How far back did you go? Like. you're reading T.Y. Hilton's dome stats. And how
3: does
1: that even matter
2: like no, or seven bust. years
1: ago?
3: They're against the Texans. And, hey, guess what? When you play the Texans and when you play the Colts, you're in a dome no matter what.
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. You're reading the dome stats. Like, I'm not the most, reading the dome
3: stats. The tweet says T.Y. Hilton saying, career versus Texans.
2: I'm saying that that's literally pretty much his numbers in a dome. What you're reading is his drastic splits and his big numbers in domes. There's not a drastic difference between playing Houston or playing any other team in a dome. Those are literally just dome splits. And it's also a game from seven
1: years ago. Like, how many of those guys are still
3: playing for Houston? Okay, but more of the recent (laughs) ones – are uh, the later ones. No matter reason like All right. again, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter if T. Y. Hilton's in a dome, or if it's not. He plays the Texans every time in a dome. It's not like the only time he's in a dome is against the Texans.
2: I know. I'm saying the Texans don't matter. The dome is the important
3: No, the Texans or... matter too. You're telling me the defense on the field doesn't matter it's just in a dome. So if we put you're telling me, Grant, if we put T. Y. Hilton in a dome against the Bears defense,
2: no, oh, he's No, good. I'm not saying I'm saying those stats are only applicable because he's in a dome. The defense isn't the relevant part there. It's not correlate. It's not causation. It's correlation. I think it just both, happens.
3: I think they both they both they both come and play.
2: He literally averages hundred yards and like what 0. 0.8 touchdowns in a dome. The statue red are about a hundred yards a game and 0. 0.8 touchdowns. So he has the exact same numbers in a dome versus the Texans as is in a dome somewhere else.
1: Okay. I think Grant wins because he said correlation, causation, and applicable. And that Mangone used nothing that smart. Like, none of your words were that intelligent. Listen,
2: or that's anything.
3: fine. Listen, all I know is if we get to the game and we are picking in this range, I'm taking T.Y. Hilton.
2: That's and fine. It's because he's in the dome. That's
1: well, fine. I, I like Hilton too, but not necessarily because he's playing against Houston. He was good against them seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> see the thing the, th-
3: the thing that's great about this too is i, I grant has me cornered where i can't win because the Texans and Colts will never not play in a dome like there's no <laughs> way they might play in london in a dome ah there we well oh, i don't know is that london game in a dome
1: i, I think some of them have been some. and some of them haven't been oh, yeah. uh, wembley stadium i believe actually i've been in wembley stadium I should know this oh whatever uh i forgot oh, nice
2: I humble brag there, there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was there for a, a champions lead. No, no, it was a, uh, it was a a cup final. All right, let's move on. Uh, tight ends. Hey Grant, let me ask you this. Tight ends. You know, we, you know, we talk about the old flow chart all the time, obviously uh, as far as tight ends against Arizona. How much does Patrick Peterson come back coming back from a suspension? How much does that factor in if at all?
2: I mean, it's going to factor in a little bit. It can, I'm not actually sure if it's going to be more or less advantageous. I mean, Peterson being in there, probably shutting down Golden Tate here, could potentially focus more volume over to Ingram. Um, Peterson being back, like, it'll have an effect, whether it's on tight ends, positive or negative. I guess more that's going to be positive, if it's neutral even though. But if it's neutral, Ingram's still the top play on the board probably this weekend. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of options up there at the top. Kelsey's not on the slate, so we can't just lose money again. We do every week with him. He's um, killing me, man. <laughs> oh, he's destroying my soul. And that Kittle news.
1: Um, oh, so tilted as far as the Kittle news. Oh, oh yeah. This guy can't play.
2: He's uh, he The might Kittle play and Girly news. The Kittle and Girly news. My lineups were set and they were fantastic. And yeah. then the Kittle and Girly news, I like, swapped up to Ertz instead of Kittle and I swapped to down to Malcolm Brown and that made me get rid of Devonta Freeman on my lineups. Yeah, it just crushed my soul. Um, but. In any case, yeah, up at the top, Kittle and Ingram are two fantastic players with Ingram being the clear chalk option and still not a guy I'm going to fade. Like, Arizona's been crushed every single week versus the tight end. And with Peterson coming back, maybe you can make the argument that, okay, yeah, now's the week to fade. The chalk Arizona tight end. But this is a guy that's getting volume every single week so long as he's healthy. Like, the volume is absolutely going to be there, especially with Shepard likely missing. Tate likely being shut down a little bit by – Peterson like Ingram's the top guy outside of him like Andrews Hooper are both fine Waller's a good play um, but Henry going up against Tennessee that's given up a large volume of targets opposing tight ends and Henry only being 4k might be chalk if he is then it's a decent fade but as of right now I really like Hunter Henry uh, Hawkinson, Minnesota hasn't been great to opposing tight ends. Hawkinson, I know that he hasn't done a whole lot. Maybe, maybe we'll see what he does tonight and how he looks tonight. And maybe we'll see that was just an outlier game going up against Arizona. But the guy seems talented. We only have a four-game sample size. Two of them, he's gone over ten points, and he's only thirty-six hundred, which is way too cheap. And a guy was on last week that I should have taken the, our bet with Darren Fells going up against uh, <laughs> Indy. The dude almost had two touchdowns. I think he got stopped on the one yard line and he got stopped short or dropped a touchdown pass. But he had seven targets, six receptions, going up against a team that funnels targets to the tight end. And Indy is just as bad at funneling targets to the tight end. Like we're gonna see a lot of two tight end sets. We're gonna see a lot of work with Darren Fells here. Darren Fells is thirty one hundred. Gonna get no ownership. I absolutely love him this week.
1: You say Fells almost had two touchdowns. How many almost touchdowns did Will Fuller have?
2: I don't know, but Fells also has three touchdowns in the last four games.
1: Um, By the way, you know, Mangona, are we certain? Like, again, this is stuff that might come out later on in the week, and it's just sort of speculation. They might, is it possible they throw Peterson on Ingram? Is that something they would consider doing there in Arizona?
2: I remember Peterson rarely got into the slot, and I don't think he ever went on tight ends. I think one of the games where they ended up playing Gronk I think the Patriots were thin at wide receiver they didn't throw Peterson on so from my memory of Patrick Peterson he's not a guy that likes to go he likes to stay on the outside more if I remember correctly it's yeah, been a while so
1: I feel like he's covered tight ends before but like maybe and like as Ingram even a traditional tight end in another conversation too obviously but who knows uh stay tuned on that one man go do you have a thought on that as far as Ingram right now uh yeah i'm not i'm not
3: that worried about it. i just don't think that like, the price is right for me on him i get it in tournaments but um i don't know i think i'm just playing hunter henry and you know me i'm more of a cash one lineup guy uh tournaments i get it if you have the money to spend on like the guys like kiddo and ingram uh sure like they're, they're gonna be phenomenal plays but uh i really really like hunter henry here i think at 4k i just think the price is too nice here in this spot and i'm expecting a pretty good bounce back spot for the chargers here um i don't know is this uh that one o'clock uh i mean i guess it's not it's a four o'clock game Oh, it's a 4 o'clock game, even better than that. That's good for the Chargers over there in Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, uh, Hunter Henry, I think he's just going to be the guy I gravitate towards um Waller's kind of interesting um I don't know I think you'd expect Jair Alexander who's been a really good corner this year you'd expect him to be on Tyrell Williams so maybe some things can funnel to him at 4.7k he could be intriguing uh, Mark Andrews he's a guy that's been in the slot a ton and we know Seattle gets killed against the slot so at 4.9k I kind of like him so I don't know this might not be a week that I spend a bit tight end might be more of a spend down at tight end week and Uh, listen, after spending for Travis Kelsey every single week, um, it's not every week, but it's been brutal a lot of the weeks. Uh, I just want to mention this since we're on the tight end spot. Like if you're playing showdown slate, uh, this is the week Travis Kelsey goes off, right? He trolls us all. He gets two to three touchdowns when he's not on the main slate, uh, play him as your captain in showdown.
1: Yeah. Uh, Andrews keeps doing it with limited snaps as well too. Obviously not all snaps are created equal His snaps are created positively. And you know, especially if he's running routes there, I think he less than 50% snaps last week once again, but he still kind of got there. Um, Obviously, stay tuned as far as the Ingram moves. And, like, we don't even know if Ingram's playing as a Monday night. Just we're assuming he's playing, obviously, for this conversation. Uh, Henry smashed in his first game back. He played two-thirds of the snaps. Uh, was It uh, was pretty awesome that game. And it feels like that DK price does not really factor in at 4K. Uh, on Yahoo, he's 21 bucks, which seems uh, less appealing to me. Just kind of kind of taking a peek, $27 uh, for Ingram. If you want to kind of gauge what else is out there, Andrew uh, only $22 as well. Um. Is there anything else here as far as tight ends, Grant? It's, it seems pretty thin. Waller, you just in theory, they're going to be behind, get some volume against Green Bay would kind of make some sense. But uh, as of right now, nothing really looks too sexy for me.
2: I mean, if you, if you really want to pay down and you feel like paying a, a Miami tight end, which – Oh, no. I mean, Gusecki mean, got seven <laughs> targets last week. Buffalo has been fantastic for tight end. But twenty six bucks, like, uh, or two twenty six hundred bucks, not the worst in the world. But yeah, I mean, realistically, I'm not paying below three k for a guy. Yeah,
1: was well, so that meaning, You got uh, you got what's his name? Uh, Luke Wilson's three k. Is he in the conversation for you? Is he playable or no?
2: I mean, yeah, he's had a connection with uh, Russell Wilson in the past, and they obviously got rid of Vinette because of Will Disley. Um, so. Like, it's not the worst idea in the world, especially considering his price tag. Going up against Baltimore, they've actually been decent versus the tight end. It's not the terrible idea. I just drastically prefer uh, Fells to him. And I just don't see a huge amount of upside with Luke Wilson. But that could change throughout the week. Is that,
3: is, is Mike Gusecki the most
1: interesting tight end on the slate?
2: No. <laughs> if, uh, I don't Fels, play
1: Mike Gusecki often, but what I do... Uh, that was well played there. I, I picked up on it. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to play Mike Isecki, So <laughs> Yeah, I nuts. am not. I'm not <laughs> playing Mike Izeki this week.
3: Just want to clarify that. uh, I'll pass, a joke but, yeah. Just as there for the joke. That's what's um, his
1: nickname? Does he have a, an air horn or something to accompany when you say "my Mike, Mike Gosecki"? Or no,
3: I don't. I don't have a drop uh, of the Goseckis
1: guy. It's like the Gong Show sound effect when things are going go terribly wrong or something like that. I think that's a uh, anything dolphins related that would kind of work. I suppose, but the,
3: but yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty big. Like you said, on Hunter Henry's kind of the guy. I, I I don't mind Waller. I think he's perfectly fine. And, I guess some of these spend ups, like Andrews is there. It just, I don't know. It's a gross week at tight end. I think Hunter Henry's going to be like, I think he's going to be like 60 to like 80% owning cash games.
1: Well, it depends with Ingram. It depends if you have money. It depends if salary opens up. There's a lot of other factors, obviously. Like, ideally, you probably want Ingram if he's healthy and you have the salary to do it. And it's not hurting the rest of your lineup. But if you're pushed for funds, for sure, Henry makes a ton of sense. Kittle, of course, you can spend up on again against Washington. Perfectly fine play. Andrews in that up for Seattle. I'm good with that, too. Uh, game stack to a game. Any game stack for me, Grant, that's kind of sort of jumping out at this point? I mean, it seems pretty straightforward, but, of course, um, you know, maybe be a little bit goofy because not ownership matters sometimes.
2: Yeah, I mean, outside the obvious ones, which are Arizona, Houston. Like, we didn't talk about Oakland, did we? Like
1: In passing, we mentioned Waller.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can go, like, stack up Green Bay going up against Oakland and bring it back with Waller or even Jacobs we didn't really mention. Um He's but cheap, Jacobs. Like, if that game yeah.
1: stays close, he might get 25 touches.
2: Yeah, after everyone was anointing him week one as the greatest running back in the league or the greatest running back play in the league. <laughs> I guess, like, an interesting one is Jacksonville. I already mentioned Minshew. I mentioned Chark. DeeDee Westbrook's there. You can bring it back with Mixon. Fournette, like, even the running back stack there is not the worst idea in the world. Chargers, Tennessee. Like Chargers have to turn around eventually. Their defense isn't very good. You can play Henry and then Rivers and go with like Mike Williams and Hunter Henry for a very very small amount of money. Like you're not hoping for 400 yards passing from Rivers and five touchdowns. You're hoping for three touchdowns, 300 yards passing, and hoping that the touchdowns go to Henry and to Mike Williams, which they very easily can. They're two great red zone targets. Like if you want off board stack, that's that's kind of the one I'm looking at.
1: Yeah, my it's problem with great. the Chargers is that like the pie is being divvied up more these days. The total is basically one of the lowest totals on the board, but you know, Eckler and Gordon, which one is it gonna be? I don't know. Is is Allen gonna bounce back? I don't know. William sure, and then Henry kind of mucks things up. It's just hard to predict.
2: Well and, well if you're if you're saying to the pie like a much smaller share is gonna continue going to Keenan Allen, and that leaves a ton of targets to both Mike Williams and Hunter Henry, like they have three targets aside from a running back in that offense. And if Keenan Allen's going to continue to get the low volume that he has been, um, then that could, or if te- opposing teams are going to try and shut him down, that opens up a huge piece of the pie for both Hunter Henry and Mike Williams. And compared to their price tag, like you don't need a high total when you're using a guy that's 4,600 and you're using a guy that's 4k as your two options there. Like, you're getting two guys that are less than Saquon Barkley when you combine. Them.
1: It is a kind of a big presumption that Keenan Allen's going to continue to stink. Like, But, like, he, the targets haven't been there, obviously, the last three weeks, six, six, and five for various reasons. Uh, the Miami game, you know, that was like they just blew him out. They didn't necessarily need him. And, of course, he had that 69-yard touchdown that was taken back. Uh, not nice. Uh, he rostered him, obviously. Mango, jump in here as far as uh, some favorite stacks or if you have thoughts in this conversation.
3: Yeah, um, one thing I did want to mention that I heard uh, Grant say earlier, I think the Mike Williams call is a good one. He was in the buy low air yards, air yards model, right? And uh, he's a guy that I think could pop off at that price. That price is way too cheap on Mike Williams. So, uh, yeah, I think that was a good call that I heard before that Grant kind of brought up that I wanted to uh, say again. Um, yeah, I mean, stacks, obviously, everyone's going to like that Giants game. Giants-Cardinals, like, load up on that. It's got the high total um houston indy indy i don't mind but it's not my favorite on the board i noticed it started going down already the under which i thought was interesting so uh i don't know i'm curious how that total moves throughout the week that's definitely what i'm going to be monitoring a ton and just see uh, kind of how it shakes up rams uh, falcons of course that's definitely going to be an interesting game right like no one's going to want to go to jared Goff after what he did but it's got a 53 and a half total right like uh it's got to be better here in this spot you would assume um, i'm actually looking at totals right now man like dude uh chargers titans 38 total that's actually disgusting uh because yeah like i was again like i was thinking about rivers so like the price isn't bad and like the titans think but man 38 total that is so so bad i, I didn't realize that when i, I kind of you know, went through and was looking at totals earlier. Uh, like I said, Boston, uh, not Boston, uh, Baltimore and Seattle. That's a game that I think is going to be absolutely awesome. I think there's going to be a ton of uh, ton of action going on, tons of scoring. Definitely going to want to be all over that. So uh, the two games that I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards, or the three I should say, are going to be Giants-Cardinals, and that one's going to get a ton, a ton of talk this week. Uh, Rams Falcons will get talk, obviously, for good reason, and Seattle-Baltimore.
1: Those are the three that I think everyone's going to key on. And, again, it's because everyone just looks at totals, and that's kind of what they do. So I just pulled up week six as far as the air yards out there. Stefan Diggs, 250 air yards last week. Uh, and, of course, 167 receiving yards in total as well. Mike Evans, 226, not in the slate. Who cares? But Grant, your boy, uh, Mike Williams, 192 air yards last, uh, last week in, uh, in 10 targets. That's a lot. That's a nice eight out of 12. Uh, Will Fuller at 158. Uh, Darius Slayton, by the way, 156. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> just, uh, just gotta keep though. He only had 32 receiving yards, and obviously he needs some injuries to open up. I, I suppose if Shepard doesn't play, maybe Slayton could be interesting as well. Uh, do we have to play? The, we gotta pick our guys. Don't we? We gotta kind of lock in and say, uh, well, what's the argument? Who, who wants to take a stand? Uh, a uh, the big loser will give him uh, his punishment in a second, obviously. But,
2: yeah. Uh, I, I mean, do you want to go like wide receivers?
1: Well, me and Mangone are both gonna fight five over five Ty Hilton. I, I, we both like Ty Hilton.
2: Yeah, what is Hilton's price? Five, He's 5'9". Nine. 5'9". Five, nine. Five, nine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Do you, you have a pivot there, Bing
3: Gunn? No, I want Hilton, man. I'm not, I'm the one who's been fighting for him on podcasts. podcast. I'm literally fighting someone on Twitter about it because he told me, oh, he had Jacoby, uh, you know, he had, you know, I, there was an argument about it. I I, I pulled it up. Uh, it was so tilting. Like the guys out here making fun and saying, oh, there's no Andrew Luck. All those games were with Andrew Luck. And I pulled up, I pulled up the 2017 ones with, with Jacoby, who had a worse offensive line in those games, had a worse head coach, and in two of the games, one of them he was 3 for 14. The other he had 5 for 175 and 2. The 3 for 14 game, it was week 17 and both teams were four and 12. It
1: was cool. It's great to see you're paying attention to the podcast as you doing the podcast. This is what you've been doing the whole
3: time. I will admit, during that, like, last tight end segment was just tilting this guy, like.
1: People are arguing will, with somebody on Twitter. Yeah, because
3: it's someone just, again, I don't know why I'm, like, I'm thinking someone on Twitter is being rational, but just coming in there, like, guns a-blazing with no information, doing no research at all.
2: So, uh. Man, have you not figured out that. People on Twitter are trying to make you angry. Yeah, I, I realize that. Jay,
3: Jay, Jay, Jay Knuckles with a Z.
1: Uh, of course, this is the guy out here.
2: Yeah, anytime there's a Z at the end, you know he's probably a troll.
1: Yeah. I, I was looking um, like at their go, last uh, 10 tweets, and I'm like, is it me or is it them? And almost always it's them. It's like, what were what their last 10 tweets? Okay, yeah, this all checks out. This, this perfectly sense. We can
2: sense. go 6K and under running backs. I'll take Mixon, uh, Gary Garyon. You said under what, what, what price tag? Under 6K running backs.
3: Um, I mean, 6K, I don't know if I want Johnson, Then I might want someone else. You're giving
2: me some more. Uh, no, fine. Dean can have Johnson. I'm taking Mixon.
1: Can, can we, wait, hold on a second. let Let's, let's I, There's nothing I really love here. This is a
2: – Yeah, I'm not – I mean yeah, – How about quarterbacks? More, you anybody have any, any, any hot
1: takes as far as quarterbacks?
2: Um, I want Russell. Uh, yeah, I guess we could uh, – F it. I'll take Josh Allen.
1: I don't care. Oh, okay. Um,
3: I'll, I'll okay. die on
2: the Josh Allen bridge.
1: Okay, Grant's going to lose two weeks in a row. Mangone, you can't – don't blow us on mango. I know. So there's a
3: lot of options here. I mean oh,
1: – Yeah, but they're all better than Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm in
3: on this. I'm in. I just want to make sure – I want to make sure I make the right choice, right? Like, um, is it Kyler Murray? Is it Lamar Jackson? Um, I mean, they're all phenomenal options here. It's.
1: I, mean, I think it's LJACs personally but
3: I, maybe i'm just trying to swerve you i don't know oh man you, you got me tilted right now because party feels like it could be kyler um could be hmm. it's i mean it's it's l or kyler for sure that's that it's one of the two um which one do i want to I mean, l jacks has been so i know who you're taking come on just, just stop with it you know who you're taking and lock it in i mean but the giant secondary has been so bad it's but what we'll, we'll take we'll take the safety in
1: lamar jackson That's dollar for I mean. dollar just so you know uh, oh, so. see, now dollar for dollar, we got to think about it, right? Like it, it's a 300 uh, – You, would, you <laughs> want the top guy in dollar for dollar not to matter? And you, no wonder why you only lost one so far. You're no. The game at all time. You're the salesman. Well, I thought I thought Kyler Murray was
3: 6,500, but he's 6,700, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go with Lamar. Let's just keep it easy.
1: There you go. Um, Grant, we have a question for the people in chat. What's the question this week?
2: Um, worst hotel stories, um, which prior to the podcast, I guess we were talking about all mine and
1: <laughs> how I've been walked amazing. in
2: on without noticing, uh, using the lawnmower 2.0, um, <laughs> and then walking out of the hotel room, and we're walking out of the shower, and just standing there, nuded up right in front of housekeeping, not knowing what to do. Um, how I've been walked, on na- walked in naked many times, how I've shared a bed in a hotel room with like six people, some of t- the time which I've had 10 people in a room, People are just banging it out in the room while they think we're asleep, guys. If you're in a room with ten other people, you start going that no one, no one's asleep. Trust me, this is it is you don't sleep through those sounds. Um, and then my better be classy
1: one, about it. Is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, I mean, or just acknowledge it in the morning, like, hey, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> and then my buddy slept on top of an entertainment center because we had so many people in the room. Dude was like five foot five, buck thirty. It just made me chuckle thinking about it.
1: But you were saying, so you're just always just sitting around your hotel room naked? Like that's standard, Grant? Like you're not wearing, yeah. you're in a hotel room right now. Does that mean you're not wearing pants or shorts or boxers or anything of that sort?
2: I, I, I'm wearing socks. <laughs> One sock or two socks? I'm wearing two socks.
1: <laughs> why, and why do you not wear clothes at all when you're in a hotel why room? Why would I wear clothes? Okay, when you're at home, do you wear? Is this the same thing or just when you're at a hotel? I I, I live with other
2: people. I've always lived with other people. So, yes, I wear clothes. I'm not an animal, Dean.
1: But you, well, I don't understand. Is it that restricting to wear like a pair of shorts? Just a pair of shorts?
2: I mean, no, it's not. But do I need to? Like, I take a lot of bubble baths in hotels. Do I want to take the time to put on clothes when I don't need to? Do you have your own like travel size bubble bath? No, I just steal a whole bunch of shampoo from the cart.
1: <laughs> but that's what you can do, by the way, when the maid busts you, like with your with your uh, manscape or whatever, your lawnmower 2.0, you can ask her that'd be, be the perfect time to ask for some more bubble bath material. because
2: uh, yes, could I get some more shampoo? There <laughs> you seem to be clean shaven. Oh no. Not, not for there.
1: Mango, when you go to a hotel, are you automatically naked at all times?
3: Uh, I don't know. I don't have a good hotel story for you guys, so I, I Grant can just soak them all up for you, but I loved how we saw about the Lawn lawnmower, lawnmower 2.0, because it segues into something else for you, we
1: got to talk about. <laughs> it just happened to work out that way. Uh, Grant, did you see our winner from last week? Did you happen to pull that up?
2: Uh, uh, I can now if, you, if you'd like. I think it was um, I think Miller, D. Miller.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were, uh, well, go ahead. What, what, what was the question? Do you recall, the Grant? The question
2: was worst or best celebrity sighting. I guess that wasn't a great question. Or a very advantageous one for getting comments because we only had one. But essentially, uh, she ran into, who was it? Steven Tyler, uh, lead singer of Aerosmith. Steven Tyler. And she asked, like, oh, is this your daughter? In which case, he <laughs> just proceeds to stick his tongue down her throat <laughs> as proof. A simple yes or no may have sufficed, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, and of course, Lib Tyler is. Well, maybe it's more than one daughter. I don't really know. It's certainly possible as well. But uh, I guess uh, you know, I wouldn't think he would shove his tongue down the throat of Lib Tyler either. Either. Uh, what is the question this week? We want to get. We're trying to elicit more than one response. It was, we,
2: uh, weird hotel stories. Oh yeah, well I just totally. Like <laughs> it does have to be. Anything. Maybe maybe you trashed the hotel room. Maybe you slept eighteen people in the hotel room. Maybe someone. Someone pooped herself in the hotel room. You
3: can you like, can make up the story been... and you can make up the story and just win a t shirt because there was only one person last week. So like
2: <laughs> so easy. If you want a t shirt, <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah, the, yeah, the t-shirt shirts t-shirt are guys.
1: like legit comfortable. Like they're comfortable shirts. I don't know if you guys rock them at all. But the RG shirts are. If out. I were wearing
2: clothes right now, I'd probably wear
1: it. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but of course, you're not wearing any clothes. Uh, before we step aside and get out of here, we do have the tweets or consequences grant. Unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of time to prep this, so like it's not fully thought out just yet, but this is basically where I'm at. So this is what we're, we're gonna have you have you uh, to some extent, more or less. We'll give you a finalized uh, you know tweet later on. But obviously tweets are consequences. If you lose the game, the loser has to go ahead and tweet something out on, on Tuesday, the next day, the following day, and essentially you're not allowed to respond. This one you might have to respond to, by the way, which is kind of tricky, right, Mangone? Like, you might get a response. yeah maybe, oh, gosh. maybe slide in the is. DMs.
3: Yeah, there's a chance you get a response, so uh, you, you, better, you better be ready. You might only have like
1: 20 minutes to
2: respond. <laughs> so
1: here, here we go, Grant. You're, you're ready for your. This is what we have as your
3: tweet.
2: Oh gosh, I guess.
1: Uh, hey, Manscaped. Much like Weekend at Bernie's, 2, your sequel also failed to live up to the original, as the Lawnmower 2.0 has failed me. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre down there. Assuming I'm not getting catfished again, I'm meeting my internet girlfriend for the first time in 20 minutes. So please advise ASAP.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm go with that. I have no problem with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're gonna respond, right? Yeah, <laughs> am I allowed
2: to respond to Manscaped and only Manscaped? <laughs> i i feel i feel like you gotta present us with what they say um, i mean they're gonna say like sorry we'd like to hear but i'm should I respond with something like oh sorry didn't realize it was supposed to go in wasn't supposed to go inside of me
1: <laughs> my family jewels have been heisted uh uh yeah i don't know I, again i threw this together before the show and i didn't really have any time to construct it properly but the or less uh, that's what it is and I mean, the main thing is
2: i just i've feel bad about giving bad publicity manscaped <laughs> <laughs> yeah they throw a picture of a strawberry underneath it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh that's where we're at right now i don't know we may, we may modify that a little bit maybe we'll get uh, told a different curveball who really knows but uh, more or less that's where that's where it's at and uh yeah uh, there you go well that's not too bad right grant I, I, because it's, it's hard to, to like I don't know, shame you or embarrass you or, I mean, you know, you're a man that's walking around hotel rooms without any pants and talking to a a –
2: it really looks like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre down there. <laughs> that
1: was... Mangone added that thought, so there you go. I don't know if that's too wordy as far as the uh, the character limit, guess we'll, we'll kind of break that down I'm in a second. I'm just excited to meet this internet
2: girlfriend I'm going to meet for the first time.
1: <laughs> It said you might get catfished again, implying, of course, you've been previously catfished
2: <laughs> I mean, I get like 40 messages a week between Instagram and Twitter <laughs> about women who are... I'm 30... I never married. I have no kids is the general response I get. I don't know why.
1: Where do you get these messages from? Where, where, where should I be signed up for this? Who's sliding the, the DMs over there?
2: I mean, you just got to reply, reply to all Pornhub's posts. Oh. That's well, how they get you. That's how they find you.
1: <laughs> I'm not on that unfortunately. Uh, we'll have to talk uh, off air, I suppose. Uh, final thoughts as far as a slate grant. <sighs>
2: There's no cut-and-dry answers to this slate, um, and there's no full-on shock, so play your plays. Play your best plays, and I wouldn't worry about ownership too much this week.
3: Mangone? I'm just so confused. As a sub- as a subscriber for premium to the hub, Dean, like, how do you not know how to do this? <laughs> like,
2: just so, so confused. I'm I, was sure playing coy. Off- I was playing Coy. He, he sold off his Pornhub premium for Snickled to-
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you guys happen to see the dolphins had uh, one of the porn sites uh you probably saw us grant maybe not maybe not Mangone. i uh, did see this yes it was tailgating this weekend and uh yeah i mean like yeah it, it was at least someone had a good time i suppose the buffalo dolphin game because oh not buffalo Uh, Why would I Why would be smarts Buffalo at the Washington Miami uh, Miami Dolphins game? Yeah, what was uh, you know what site it was? We should give him credit. We should give him a proper shout out in the podcast. I
2: don't know. I don't recall who it was, but I think uh, it was posted on Pornhub, which is why that was in my mind.
1: Well, there you go. (laughs) On that note. Uh, you know, stay tuned for news, obviously. Again, this is the first podcast you should to listen to for DFS, not the last podcast you used to listen to for, for DFS because, you know, news changes, and we're doing this on Monday night. So we don't really know a lot. This is a first-look pod. He's Mangone. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football. We're out of here. Oh, hey, kids.